0: Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. On tonight's podcast, I wanted to talk about Winnipeg versus Colorado. This was a game uh, that I was a little bit apprehensive about, but also kind of interested to see how the Jets would handle Colorado's forechecking, their speed, their skill, their countering, the power play. So many aspects of what the Avs do. It's just amazing to watch this team work. Even as an opposing fan... I really enjoy watching Colorado hockey. They're really fun to watch. I mean, they're fast. They have incredible passing, the vision and execution to attack space. It's lights out. I mean, they just do so many different things really well. And, you know, this was a team that, with how the Jets have been defending recently, I wasn't sure how this was going to go. Winnipeg can be very aggressive, and sometimes that works out well. And I think Lowry really likes them being aggressive and attacking the slot very frequently in waves and stuff. But sometimes you get caught out, and against a team like Colorado, with how Winnipeg tends to maybe make a few extra turnovers for themselves that they really don't need to do, it set up what could be a, a fun but dicey affair, and yet through the first 20 minutes of this game, I'd have to actually say the Jets are doing pretty well. Uh, offensively, I think Winnipeg has matched Colorado stride for stride. I, actually, I, I would even say that the Jets a couple of times had some even better chances in the slot, which not something that you might expect to say, I do think Winnipeg, though, uh, especially once they start to set up a four check and kind of get a cycle going, they can piece apart this Avs defense. Colorado doesn't really do super well when it comes to uh, defending from like a stationary point or if they start to lose their assignments. This is not a team that is overly physical in terms of their defenders and blue lines. So if you kind of catch some of their guys out of position or you start to rotate and, and create these routes that gets them a little bit scrambly, you can exploit it. It's kind of like how Vegas plays, and honestly, you know, the Jets have occasionally done well against Vegas. I I wouldn't say the last game was probably the example I'd be pointing to uh, just because I feel like Vegas was still probably the better team, but, you know, against this Avs team, I was kind of impressed with how the Jets were doing. Um, And, you know, Winnipeg actually ended up scoring first. They had some early offensive pressure, created some good chances off the uh, counter, And then they got a nice little power play thanks to, I think it was, is it Lane McDermott or Curtis McDermott? I forget what his first name is. Uh, But he interfered with Hellebuck after he kind of got pushed in by one of his teammates. Bit of an unfortunate one, and I actually think he was trying to jump out of the way of Hellebuck, but he couldn't really do anything. So the Jets get a cheeky little power play, and then Mark Shifley got a rebound and scored, which we love to see it. But then, aside from that, I would say Winnipeg's even strength play was pretty decent. I thought the top line was doing pretty well. Shifley seemed active. Uh, We also saw Connor, Dubois, and Zvechnikov reunited. This line had a couple of really good counters and chances. Zvech on that line just really fits with how Connor and Dubois tend to play. You know, Zvech is almost like a bit of a forward checking and defensive safety valve. If they make a mistake or if they need somebody to sort of back check and maybe pick off a pass or something, Zvech is there to kind of clean it up. And he has enough skill to not be a hindrance on that unit, too. Connor though, was just sort of on his own planet, I guess. He was out there just constantly creating, hitting on counters. Um, He had a shorthanded opportunity. He was attacking the slot and had a couple of really good shots. Honestly, if he'd had a goal, I think it would have been pretty deserved. KFC, when he's at his best in in the offensive zone, you really can't stop him. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those players who's super fun to watch so long as the action stays in the offensive zone. Outside of the offensive zone, you know, still uh, still some issues with his defending and stuff like that. But, you know, with how productive he's been this year, it's really hard to complain. Uh, you still might have to here and there, but overall, really impressed with KFC and his trajectory this year. He has mostly been pretty darn good. Aside from that, I thought Colorado the Jets did a good job of disrupting especially in the neutral zone and forcing Colorado to take more chances from the right faceoff circle. It actually seemed like a lot of the shots Colorado was taking came from that specific space. I don't know if Winnipeg is trying to funnel them down that way or not. Either way, though, I mean, the the Jets were doing pretty okay. I mean, this is a very fast Avs team. There were only a couple of really notable breakdowns, and thankfully... You know, either McKinnon missed on what was an amazing splitting-the-D kind of play, um, and, you know, Byram hit the uh, the post on a slap shot. So, yeah, the Jets got a little bit fortunate, but at the other end, Winnipeg also had some really good scoring chances that Kemper had to save, so, you know, it's a bit of an even first period, I would say. And I, I really was pretty okay with it. I was pleased. The fact that the Jets were kind of going toe-to-toe with Colorado, despite being very aggressive, and despite having a pretty loose defensive organization— Not the worst outcome. I was interested to see how it would progress with the remainder of the game because as the period started to wear on, I felt like Colorado was getting a little bit faster, um, starting to execute more on their breakouts. I thought their passing was working better, and they, they started to get a little bit more of an inside step against Winnipeg's defenders. You know, if the Jets can't keep pace for the full, like, 60 minutes... It's going to be a tough one because Colorado just never really seems to run out of energy. And when you're playing at this increased altitude, obviously this is not something that Winnipeg is super, super used to. I know it's uh, it might sound a little bit overrated to say that you know your breathing might be affected and certainly your stamina could be a bit taxed, but... Colorado is very used to playing with this, and so any sort of little advantage for them that they will have as the home team, I'm sure they're going to try and ride it into the sunset. So with all of that said, you know, Colorado did actually get themselves a goal. This one from Eric Johnson getting a nice deflection courtesy of Nazem Kadri in front of the net. I think Pionk just really got roasted here. Kadri kind of had the interior positioning on his stick, and Pionk got spun around, so Kadri basically had a free look at tipping Johnson's shot on net not much hell of could do about it, uh, and I, you know I, I'm not really going to say that you can complain about this. I mean, it's Colorado. You would expect the Jets to be down maybe two or three goals at the end of the first period. So, not bad at all. But of course, there were still two periods remaining, and we'll talk about the remainder of the game in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I thought you should hear a little bit about why Bilt Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bilt Bar in your New Year's plans. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it's even better for you. They make it easy to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good, you'll actually want to eat it, unlike all those other waxy, chalky, boring protein bars you're used to. Bilt Bars are coated in 100% real chocolate and contain around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Good luck finding a candy bar that's as guilt-free as built bars are. Ready to make the change? Go through your cupboards or all of your secret snack stashes and throw out all the junky, calorie-laden, super sugary foods that you can replace with built bars. You don't even have to love working out. Built bars are suitable for every lifestyle and can help you cut calories the tasty way. To get started, go to built.com and use promo code locked15 for 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code locked15 at checkout for 15% off at BILT.com. Start your New Year's resolutions off the built way. Hello friends and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, we are continuing our thoughts on Winnipeg versus Colorado and uh, we just finished the second period, which, <sighs> yeah, after a really promising opening 20 minutes, it pretty much all came unglued. And I think the way that it happened and the stuff that we saw coming out of the Jets coaching staff is why I still think the team really needs to overhaul just about the entire staffing unit. Uh, The defensive coverages were extremely poor. Breakouts were helter-skelter. You know, the, the penalty kill wasn't great. And once Hellebuck kind of started struggling with some of the rebounds, there was no coverage for him from any of Winnipeg's skaters. In fact, Winnipeg started looking very listless and confused. Want to know why? It's because after the Jets conceded a power play goal that was from a bit of a silly hit from Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know, Winnipeg started to to collapse and really struggle and Dave Lowry basically threw all of these line combos into the blender. And you just cannot do that. There's no reason to try and suddenly change everything in the middle of the game, like, 20 times after, you know, you go down 2-1. I get it. You know, you, you want to make some changes. You feel like maybe the game is starting to slip away. But The Jets, even when they were down 2-1, were still actually creating offense and looking pretty okay. But then once Lowry started throwing all of these line combos out there, most of which really made zero sense whatsoever, it was a complete disaster. I mean, this is honestly some of the worst hockey I've ever seen. I remember at times when the Jets would look confused under Paul Maurice, and this was like that, but amplified because not only were the defenders confused, but so were all of the forwards. It, It, yeah, this is just a very painful 20 minutes And look, I get it. You know, Colorado has like a roster that quite honestly outperforms Winnipeg in most categories. There are amazing superstar talents just about all throughout Colorado's lineup. So, in some respects, this scoreline maybe should have been expected, but I think the way that it's happening after Winnipeg gave us a pretty decent first period is just really disappointing and stupid. All of these changes and adjustments just feel like the coaching staff doesn't really know how to work out of a deficit, and so they just started throwing stuff at a wall. We saw Perfetti being used in defensive roles with, you know, Adam Lowry and Christian Reichel, which doesn't really make sense. We saw Lowry and I think Ehlers together at one point. We saw line combos just constantly being swapped around. We saw Kopp, uh, Shifley and Ehlers at one point, which technically not the worst line, but... Uh, You know, then we saw Zvezhnikov get demoted to the fourth line, then Perfetti's back on the fourth. There were so many changes, I I literally could not keep track. And I think the players were just all completely lost. And so this is the kind of stuff that I I have really maintained. Winnipeg needs a change in direction and an actual coaching staff. They can't just do this piecemeal crap, you know, throughout the rest of the year. I'm sure that they're going to keep Lowry and let him get a shot, and maybe he improves this year. But from what I've seen so far over the first few games with him, there's just too many signs that he's not really prepared for this kind of role. Being an NHL head coach is an extremely difficult job and that's why, you know, so many people will, are always like super quick to defend a head coach and say, well, you know, if you could do it if it was so easy, why don't you just join and and become the head coach, right? And it's like, no, this job is super demanding, it's super difficult, and it requires a lot of forethought, a lot of planning, and a lot of expertise. And I just don't really know that Lowry has all of those attributes of what we're really looking for to make this team a playoff force again. I think this team just really needs that refresh because, you know, that, that direction and that leadership and that identity isn't going to just materialize out of thin air. This team honestly just hasn't really been all that special this year. And even when they've won a couple of games here and there, you know, for the most part, it's been okay, but I wouldn't say it's been outstanding. The win against Vegas the other night was decent, but not, you know, spectacular. The Jets conceded a ton of opportunities, and if Hellebuck wasn't in that, I would have thought the Jets would have gotten lit up like a Christmas tree. And it is true that the Jets offensively are creating a lot more, but in the second period, what you saw was Winnipeg just sort of falling apart. You know, the first period they were creating offense, they were going toe-to-toe with Colorado, and then the second period happens, they go down, all these changes happen, and suddenly Winnipeg stops doing anything. There were maybe just a handful of actually dangerous chances um, after that second goal against, and Winnipeg just really struggled to create as a whole. It's frustrating to see talent once again not really being used in the way that it's supposed to be, and... I get it. You're trying to figure things out on the fly. You've only had a few games, but the Jets have had weeks off for practice. They've been working together now. It, At this point, if you're really making this many changes, it just means that you don't really have a great plan B, or you're not prepared to make the kinds of adjustments the Jets need. And I'm sure I'm going to get criticism for this, but I just feel like the Jets still need a really clear voice and a new direction in the the head coaching staff and the assistant coaching staff. I think this team as it is, it has a lot of pieces that could work really well. And there are some changes that I think Lowry has actually done well, but then there's all this other stuff that kind of comes in the details, and you know, unfortunately the Jets are just not really there yet. I felt like the lines being completely scrapped was a huge overreaction. I felt like the, the team wasn't really performing all that badly. But then, you know, you scrap everything and suddenly it's back to square one and the Jets are pretty much up the creek without a paddle. Now they're down 4-1. The game's basically over. We've got one period to try and salvage something. I don't really know what to expect. And so, you know, I'm not really expecting anything, to be honest. I've, I've set my expectations pretty low. I'm hoping that the Jets surprise me somehow. But based on how that second period went, not feeling super great. We'll check in on the third period in just a few minutes, but before we move any further, I thought you should hear about BetOnline.ag and why they should be your number one destination for all of your online betting needs this holiday season. BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Not into football? No problem, because BetOnline has you covered for all of the other sports action you could possibly want. It should be your number one destination for all your online betting needs. Head to their new, updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Whether you want to place some bets on a Baltimore Ravens game, or you're more interested in who might be your standout scorer from the next Winnipeg Jets outing, BetOnline should be the only place you place your online bets on that next hotly anticipated game. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action, so don't hesitate to sign up today for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit bet online where the game starts hello friends and welcome back to this episode of the locked on winnipeg jets podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day we are uh wrapping up thoughts from winnipeg's game against the colorado avalanche and yeah uh if you were hoping for a miraculous comeback and that the jets would recover after basically forgetting what hockey was for about 20 minutes well bad news the Jets actually only dug themselves a bigger hole and instead managed to lose 7-1. to Yeah. So, it's hard to even break this game down because there were so many things that just went terribly wrong. But the biggest problem is that once the Jets went down 2-1, when they were actually still playing pretty okay hockey, you know, the coaching staff basically threw the plan out the window, started scrambling everything, and suddenly the Jets were just totally lost and confused. And you factor that on top of Hellebuck having a pretty rough night in net, the defense just sort of ambling around, it was a mess. And I get it. You know, the Avs are a more talented, faster, stronger, more skilled team. I get that. But Winnipeg got completely and thoroughly dismantled from the ground up, and this team is too talented for that to be happening. Garrett Hole just put out an interesting tweet asking, you know, the question about whether or not the Jets should honestly be buyers or sellers and thinking about, you know, retooling for the long term. And I feel like this team just isn't good enough to be a playoff contender. Like every year that the Jets get in on on the back of goaltending and some lucky shooting percentages, this team is not built for a, a deep playoff run. Not the way it's being run, not the roster construction right now, and certainly not with a tactical approach. So, Unless some coach miraculously falls out of the sky that can fix this team and turn it around and actually make use of the talent available, I really don't think the Jets should be thinking about actually investing in this group. I hate to say it, but you know they, they made a gamble, it didn't work out because the coaching staff kind of wasn't really up to par, and now they're kind of stuck with the consequences. But it's not like it's completely hopeless. They could turn this around pretty quickly if they can actually find the right staff to man this team going forward. I I think that there's plenty of potential. I think the Jets still have plenty of time to make good on this group's uh, potential. It's not a lot of time remaining, but there is time. And they can do it as soon as next season if they can't get a good hire this year. But as it is right now, the Jets, they're just pretty bad. Um, Even against teams that they should be uh, taking to task. You know, you saw that game against the Oats the other day, and sure, they generated tons and tons of scoring chances and shots, but when you really think about it, for much of the game, the Jets struggled to create against Arizona. Arizona, right? They had what, six wins, one of them actually being against the Jets coming into that game, and so, for me, it's just, it's just disappointment. It's another season that feels like Winnipeg is going to be in the mix to be a playoff uh, team, but certainly not a true contender. And it's a shame. I mean, this team has so much talent. It has the ability to show us incredible things. You know, Perfetti came in tonight. I thought he had a pretty nice game out there. He made some really good turnovers uh, against his opponents. I thought his forecheck was solid. His passing and vision were great. He created a couple of scoring chances himself. Uh, But, you know, the rest of the team, it was... uh, it was a bit of a rough performance after that first period. And so, I don't know what to even say sometimes about this team. The Jets don't play for like another week, uh, in part because of the the postponements and things like that. But it's very frustrating. It feels like, once again, you know, Winnipeg is reminded of where it is in the food chain. And it's it's in the middle of the food chain, but that's not good enough for what this team has given up and what it has now on the roster Um, and certainly what it could be. Winnipeg could be a special team. It could be a a genuine playoff contender. But as it is right now, under this current leadership and the direction it's going, I'm not really super confident in it. If you want to advance through the postseason, you kind of have to be capable of surviving teams like Colorado, and the Jets don't really seem like they're built for that. I don't know what the next step is at this point, but, you know, I, I hope that they can turn it around because there's still plenty of season left, and it's not like the season's over, but... You know they're going to have to find a direction sooner rather than later, and uh, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. But you know, let me know what you think about the season so far and the direction the Jets are trending at HL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Maybe some of you are more optimistic than I am. I just feel like with how things have progressed and how the Jets appear to be right now, it's a, it's a pretty long road to recovery and the Jets don't have a particularly long window to kind of get back up to speed and ultimately start winning. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to do it. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And as always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!